hello, hello. Welcome to She Boss Talk. I am Shantae R. Roddy. I am coming on with an idle update. This is an urgent idle update regarding the idle loan and the idle grants. Yes, I know it's the day before Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. But we are down to the wire here. The idle program is getting ready to close. So I don't want you guys to miss out. So I'm here to answer all any of your questions that you have and also provide you with some major updates that came directly out of the SBA. Uh, they met the Office of Capital Access yesterday, hosted a webinar. Uh, you can find the webinar is an entirety on their Facebook page of the U.S. Small Business Administration. Uh, I will be sharing snippets of of the webinar today, especially as it relates to that 4506 uh, that is a, such a challenge for a lot of small business owners. So hopefully once we walk through the 4506 form while we're here, uh, you can get that resolved and you can move your applications forward, okay? So if you're tuning in, please do share out this broadcast. Hit that thumbs up or that like button, love button. Tag someone you need that no, needs this information um, because there's still $100 billion available in this program, but you only got a week left. There's only a one week left to get access to this program for new applicants. Now, let me start because I don't know who's new and who's not. This is the COVID Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program up to $2 million, and they have a grant program now uh, that's up to 10000 The supplemental grant is really closed. You really had until December the 10th to get your applications in for a chance to be able to get that supplemental grant because you have to get funded that 5000 supplemental by December 31st. It doesn't matter what part of the process you're in, if you don't get it in your bank account by the 31st, you won't be able to get it, but you still have a chance to get the $10,000 grant. And who has a chance to get it? Gig workers, self-employed, independent contractors, 1099, small business, solopreneurs, nonprofits, 500 employees or less that were in business operating on or before January 31st of 2020. If that is you, you qualify for this program. So if you have not already applied, you need to act with a sense of urgency to get your applications in. As always, you will find resources uh, pinned in the comments and also in the show notes and in the description of this video. Get your applications in. Do not submit a new application if you have already submitted your first application uh, for this idle uh, program. Uh, so I'm going to go back again and just remind you of the qualifications for the idle advanced cash grant of 10,000 or balance thereof if you got a portion of it in 2020. You must still be in a low income community. They have not changed that. You must also demonstrate that you have you had a 30 percent uh, loss of revenue in 2020 compared to 2019, and then you must have. Uh, 300 employees or less to be able to qualify for the grant. 
okay? Now, the loan is up to $2 million, okay, is based on standard calculation methodologies depending on your legal structure and tax filings. Uh, that information can be found in the uh, FAQs on the SBA website at sba.gov forward slash idle, E-I-D-L, okay? The great thing about this loan program, it is not forgivable, although there's a push to have it be forgivable, it's not at the moment, but it is a great loan with great terms and the payments are deferred for two years. Now, mind you, the interest rate still accumulates, but you have 24 months from the loan origination date uh, in order to make that money work for you before uh, you get hit with the bill, right? That money is due, payment is due on your loan. So that is a good thing, okay? So, but we know that there are many of you all that have not applied yet, or still many of you all that are in the process. Uh, some of you are stuck, or some of you are still do need to submit paperwork, or some of you all have been denied or in the reconsideration process. Uh, there's also some of you all denied that don't know, even know that you uh, have an option to appeal. You can appeal both programs, whether it's the loan or if it is the grant, you have the ability uh, to appeal. Now, before I get to this video, um, I need to bring it so it does not like shut itself off because the main point of the video is to do the walkthrough of the 4506T tax form that we all know you have to have this form filled out, signed correctly in order to get the loan or the grant, okay? And it is a way for them to verify your business, verify that this is not a fraudulent uh, business happening here, okay? And this is their way to connect with the IRS to validate the taxes, the tax returns you all have on file in the IRS's master file. If it if is your, if your taxes are new or you had them recently amended, know that that's going to take time to reach the irs's master file doesn't it doesn't mean it's not with the irs it means that they have not registered it in their master file in order for it to reflect on your 4506t that they have your tax returns okay and they need those to be able to they need to be able to validate those so let me just walk through really quickly um some of the questions they answer some of the key questions that i continue to get um all the time uh, with re regards to approval so i get a lot of questions on okay well they approve me for the loan or the grant how long is it going to take me to get my money okay we all want our money you should expect between three and ten business days from approval to get the money in your account now if it's over 10 days then you need to be calling to find out what is happening okay but don't call if it's not 10 days if it's 10 days or if it's gotten to 20 days, that may mean that something is wrong with your bank account. And if anything happens where the money, there's an error with your bank account and they can't deposit it, it's going to be a delay. It's going to be way longer than 10 days. So expect three to 10 uh, days. Now, if your loan is over 500K, then you can expect it will take longer. It will take at least a month. 30 days for you to get your money because they there is a, it's just a more uh more requirements more underwriting when it comes to that uh, amount of money that is over five hundred thousand dollars so again expect it to be 
a month. And for all, for both of these, in these cases, uh, it requires your 4506T, okay? There's no need to call the SBA or your loan officer or loan specialist if it's within the time frames that have already been outlined for you, okay? Don't, don't call unnecessarily until the time expires. Then that's when you want to start calling, okay? Want to address application withdrawals. Like some of you all have had uh, notifications in your back office that your application has been withdrawn. Uh, they did clarify that that does not mean that your application has been denied. It basically means that all documentation that is needed or has been requested was not received. And so they've taken it out of active status until they receive the all of your information, at then which time they reactivate your file. Now, I know it would have been much easier it had that been explained up front. I know. Um, but that does not mean that your application is denied. They just need you to get the, the information in that they requested uh in order to move forward with your application uh, process also document file size matter so you will hear that shortly when they walk through the 4506t you want to make sure file size and file format is within the parameters of what they're asking if it is not be mindful that it will be rejected okay so no make sure you know the file sizes that they're asking you to upload uh, in your portal, okay? So that's going to be important. Uh, there have been some questions regarding switching from a sole proprietor to an LLC. They address this as well. So definitely, if this is you, I would go I would go back and watch uh, through the video again. You can find it on the SBA's uh, Facebook page. Um, but they do say that in these special types of situations, it's best to speak with your loan officer, tell them, explain the situation. You have to explain what, what your situation is um, to see how they're going to, how you should proceed in that uh, scenario, depending on if it changed before or after you've already been in the process. So for a lot of people, if you apply or applicants that apply back in 2020, when you first apply, you are sole proprietor. And now you switched it, right? You've gone, grown, you, you're setting up your business, now you're an LLC, but know that that can cause some complications, especially when you're sending documents and if you're sending documents for LLC and on file, on record, on your initial application, you said that you were sole proprietor and you filed and you submitted under your social security number. You can see how that can cause confusion uh, and delays, but you need to be talking to a human a specialist and walk through the scenario with them. It's the same, similar if you apply twice and you have a duplicate application. Your application will not move forward as long as you have duplicate applications. One will need to be withdrawn so that they can continue with your initial application, the, the correct application. Okay. So I want to remind you all of that too, because that still is a challenge for some people because. You know, you get impatient, you get frustrated, you don't know, you didn't know what to do. So you just think, okay, I'm going to submit an, an application, another application, another application, but that does not move your application forward. It just causes you more delays as well as it throws a fraud alerts when they see two, three, and four applications from the same person for the same business. Okay. So again, be mindful of that, but you need to explain the situation with your loan specialist 
to make sure that they're with, withdrawing the application that shouldn't be existing. That's a duplicate. Okay. So I want to make sure that you understand that as well. Um, let me see. Okay, so the the form ODA P O P zero twenty twenty or twenty two, uh, ODA P O twenty two. They did talk discuss this form as well because I get I did an explainer video on our uh, YouTube channel on this form. So yes, you'll be asked to submit this form for the loan and for the grant. Now they did clarify. They did clarify that the SBA is only requiring requiring this form for five hundred thousand and above. Because remember, I said in the FAQs it says only five hundred thousand and above. But they are in actuality in your in your portal. It doesn't really matter the size of your loan that they're asking for this form. And so they're like, well, I, I may I requested way less than that. Why are they get Why are they requesting this form? what they said is your loan officer can request the form of you and obviously they're doing that and whatever documentation they request submit it that was their answer whether the, the sba requires it or not if your loan officer is asking for the document you whatever document they're asking for you must submit it uh in, in the way they're asking you to submit it okay so that's that's the answer um for that now they also asked about and i believe this was in regards uh, your application and the 45 the 45060 specifically about what address to use they're saying or they said that you need to use the address on your 45060 and they'll walk through it the address that you have on your 2019 tax returns is the address that you're going to use on your 45060 form okay another uh issue that they brought up is that some of you all that are at or requesting a, a loan increase okay and you're not seeing the option in your portal so you know you if you're in your portal you can request an increase there and then some of you are saying well i'm not seeing the button the function or that feature to request the main reason why you will probably not see it is because you're already at your max okay so if you know how to calculate your mass which for the majority of businesses not all businesses but the majority of businesses and those that are filing on the schedule uh schedule c your calculation is based on your 2019 gross sales minus your cost of goods sold times two that is your maximum amount that you would be entitled to for your business so if you've already been funded and you're already at your max based on that calculation you're not going to see an option for an increase uh and if you have questions it's just best to call your loan officer uh, and just you know double check but most likely that is the reason why you do not see it in your back office now there's some outliers uh maybe some special situations but in most cases that is the situation okay so before we get to the 4506t this demonstration because this is going to be about 10 minutes so for those of you that's struggling to fill out this form this is very important because this is one of the biggest things that is holding up your applications for the loans and for uh the grants now i've had some questions that they uh, that pre presented to me that were answered uh by uh the office of capital access 
regarding uh, real property uh, or real estate or collateral for these lar the larger loans, like a five hundred thousand dollars or more. Um, what they're saying, what they're saying is, is that you you do not have to have real property uh, to get a loan, right? What they're saying is, is if you do have real property, it is going to be used for collateral. Okay. Now, if you don't have real property or assets, what they do is file a UCC. If there's a UCC filing put on your businesses as a UCC filing lien to notify credit, creditors that you are a, a debtor with a lien. Okay. So that's basically what that is. But you not having real property, right? Real estate attached to your business, that is not going to stop you from getting uh a loan uh and so many people have asked me that uh when considering on if they were going to take a loan or not now this is another reminder too about the credit requirements there are credit requirements for the loan not the grant so to get the loan under five hundred thousand, you need a 570 credit score a anything over five hundred thousand, you need a 625 credit score uh, so this even includes increases. So if you've received it, you have the credit score, uh, but now you're trying to request an increase over 500K, and now they're requiring you to have a 625, right? They're going to validate, do you have the 625? Is that qualification met? Meaning that they're uh, most likely, depending on when you applied and when you got funded, they're going to run your credit again. They're going to run your credit to see if you meet the requirement, the, the credit requirement of the 625. So again, 570 for loans less than 500,000 and above 500,000, the credit score requirement is 625, okay? So I hope that's clear. So what I'm gonna do now is we're gonna go through the 450 and those again, those of you that are just now coming on, please drop your questions in the, com in the comments after this video, after they walk through the 45060, I'm going to come back and we're going to just walk through some of these questions and answer them for you. Okay. So let me get it uh, set up to share my screen. Okay. And this is the Office of Capital Access. And they have representatives on this call from customer service, the administration, and field offices. Welcome to the SBA's COVID idle application office hours. I'm Veronica Payne. I'm um, part of the Office of Capital Access, and I'm joined by um, several colleagues. Uh, we have um, uh, a colleague from the Office of the Administrator, the Office of Field Operations, and Customer Service. So the four of us are here to answer your questions to the best of our ability. Um, what we'll be doing to this office hours, if anyone has been part of other office hours, it'll be a little different. We'll answer questions as always, but we have customer service support here to help walk us through some common pain points that we're hearing um, to provide you a walkthrough and instruction. So we'll do that, we'll actually start with that, and then we'll go to Q&A. Um, just a couple of quick announcements before we move to that um, to highlight the application deadline for new applications for COVID idle programs are due December 31st, 2021. Um, so at the end of this calendar year, 
the application to apply for a new loan or new advance via COVID idle closes. After December 31st, you can still apply for an increase. You can still apply for reconsideration and you can still apply for an appeal uh, following the timelines for each of those. For an increase, it's two years from the point of loan origination. For reconsiderations, it's six months from the point of decline. Um, and for an appeal, um, it's 60 days from the point of decline. So those can continue after the 31st. The 31st is the deadline for new applications. Um, so just really want to highlight that. A couple other points, when you're completing your new application to reduce um, any potential delays or hiccups, um, be sure that your information on your intake form matches your tax documentation. Be sure to review your intake form and portal before submitting for any typos. We see that come up and unfortunately that does lead to um, a delay in processing. So be sure to review that. If you are applying for an increase, um, be sure to not submit a second intake application form. If you're applying for an increase, you are just to go to the portal where you submitted your application for COVID idle originally and request an increase. Um, the website, sba.gov forward slash EADL, is um, updated with this information I just shared in terms of deadlines um, and in terms of processes. Be sure to review that um, before you enter any application process. It will lead to a much smoother experience. Um, so with that, I'm going to pass it off um, to Jennifer uh, from Customer Service, who um, we're excited is joining us today to help us help you and walk through some some processes. So thank you, Jennifer, for joining us. Really appreciate it. And looking for can pass it off to you to to walk um, applicants through um, 45016. Thank you very much, Veronica. Hello, everybody. Today we're going to demonstrate how to complete a 4506T. Often you're going to end up having a, a link in the portal to complete the 4506T. Please make sure you're using the link in the portal or the link sent to you from the loan officer. Should you need the paper form, it is available at sba.gov slash E-I-D-L. Are you able to see my screen? There we go. We are. Okay. So in this example, um, SBA is recommending that you have your 2019 federal tax return for your business available as a reference when you're completing this form. The March 2019 version of the 4506T is the current form being utilized for the COVID idle program. You can locate the version of this form in the upper left hand corner. In, the, in this example, I'm going to demonstrate how to complete a 4506T for a sole proprietor. If your business files on a 1040, schedule C, E, or F, the 4506T should be completed using your name and social security number. Let's start. In section 1A, we're going to enter the, your name exactly as written on your 2019 federal tax return. In section 1B, 
enter the social security number exactly as written. If you do have a, a spouse or a joint return, you can certainly put that person's information in section 2A and 2B if you want. Section three, we're going to enter the address of the business exactly as written on that tax return from 2019. Next, we're going to go to section 5B. This section says customer file number. This is your 10-digit SBA application number. So make sure to include that number in this section. In section 6, we're going to look at transcript requested. This is where we're going to enter the tax form number of your 2019 tax return. Once that's complete, we're going to skip to 6C, record of account. We're going to go ahead and check this box. By checking this box, it's basically allowing SBA to pull your tax transcript so that the IRS can provide us with that information. We will then scroll down and there is a box located right above the signature line. This is the signatory attest box. You will click this box to check. And what that's basically doing is saying you have the authority to sign on behalf of said business, okay? Next step is you're going to go ahead and save this form to your desktop. What we will do once you save this form to your computer is you're going to be e-signing or ink signing this form along with the date and your title. So either owner, president, secretary. Okay, please note electronic signatures are acceptable. Do not type the signature. It must be e-signed. Once you have signed and dated and completed your title, you can go ahead and save that, upload it to your portal, or send us an email with this form attached. Next, I'm going to go ahead and make and complete an example for um, your 4506 business. So if your business files on a 1065, 1120, 990, et cetera, the 4506 will be completed using your business name and your nine digit employee identification number. Let's start. In section 1A, we're gonna enter the business name exactly as it's written on your 2019 federal tax return. Section 1B will be your nine digit employee identification number. In section three, we're going to enter the address as it's written 
on that same 2019 federal tax return. Next, go down to section 5B. This is your SBA application number. After we've completed entering our application number, we're going to go to section six for the type of transcript we're requesting. This number is going to be the tax form number that you file for your business. We'll then go ahead and scroll down to 6C, Record of Accounts. This allows SBA to pull your tax transcripts and by checking that box, that authorizes us to get that transcript from the IRS. We will then go ahead and scroll down <clears throat> to the signatory attest box. Once you check, check this box, you'll go ahead, save the form to your computer. You will complete your signature either in ink or e-sign, the date, and as well as your title, owner, president, secretary, partner, managing member. Again, it is very important the electronic, electronic signatures are e-signed and acceptable. We do not accept typed signatures. So you just can't type your name in a regular font. Okay, e-sign is what is required. Again, once you've signed, dated, upload this document to your portal or email us this form. We do have some helpful tips when completing the 4506T in addition to the examples I've just showed. Before you submit, please make sure the document is legible. Double check your form to make sure you follow the instructions and filled it out correctly and didn't wrongly check any boxes. Incorrect submissions will cause processing delays. Upload this document as a PDF. Make sure there is no glare and that the document is clear. And please do not cut off any edges of the document when scanning. We hope that helps you with completing your 4506Ts and answers any questions you may have had with that process. I'll turn it back over to you, Veronica. Okay. So that what that is the 4506T that she just explained. So if you are filed on certain tax forms uh, as like a sole proprietor, Schedule C, uh, there was one way she showed you to fill it out versus if you're filing as a business, uh, as a incorporated business, okay? So you can, if you're just coming on, you can definitely highly recommend you replay this video uh, so that you can get all the information you need so that you can move forward with your application. Now with that, I'm going to uh, just go to the comments because I see a lot of comments and questions here. Uh, so I will just start going down the list um, here. Okay. Just want to give a quick shout out to Spiritual Ascension and Healing. Thank you so much for the super chat. Really appreciate it. That goes towards our She Boss Up. A grant fund, so we definitely appreciate that. Uh, so one of the questions is, can you get an idle loan if the IRS cannot find your 
your 2019 tax return? The answer is no. Uh, it means that you will need to wait until they can, but you have time, right? Uh, the deadline is for new applicants to get their applications in by December 31st. If for some reason it comes back blank that they cannot find your tax return, you still have uh, options to appeal. You can still appeal into uh, 2022. And so the SBA clearly stated that, or the Office of Capital Access clearly stated that uh, in this video, but you will not be able to get approved and funded unless or until they can verify your 2019 uh, tax return. Okay. Uh, and the, the reason is, is because this is for COVID idle, right? There's different idle programs. This is for COVID idle. Um, and that law was enacted in March. So th there's date parameters here, okay? So we were not experiencing COVID in 2018. We were experience, experiencing COVID in 2020. So they're looking at your tax returns to see if how are you performing in your business because they're using it for calculation purposes, right? Uh, and the, for validation purposes, uh, if you were in business. Now, when you saw on the 45016, now they will also have additional years like 2018, 2017. That's just more information, more validation of your business actually existing uh, and actually uh, performing in your business. But most of the uh, what they're looking at and examining for the purpose of deciding if you're going to get a loan and how much of a loan or if you're going to get a grant is your 2019 in comparison to 2020 because that's when COVID hit and that's when businesses were shut down and impacted by COVID-19. So I hope that clarifies that for you. Uh, so I believe uh, they have to find it first. Majority of people knew uh, that, okay, so I'm not clear on that. That's not really a question. Uh, what if I received a full $10,000 on the first round and was denied the 5,000 uh, increase. Okay, so it's not an increase. There's two separate grants. There's the targeted advance, and then there's the supplemental uh, advance. Targeted is up to 10,000 max. Supplement is 5,000. Supplement is based on, again, is they have different criteria. So the supplemental requires that you have 10 employees right or less versus the target that requires 300 or less the supplemental requires a large a more severe loss of 50 percent versus the targeted which is 30 percent right so it is possible that you qualify for the targeted because you had 30 percent loss but you did not actually have a 50 percent loss and maybe you had 17 employees. I mean, I have peers that they were in this scenario. They had more than 10 employees. So for that reason, they didn't qualify. And then I have peers that, um, you know, they they had 30%. They just did not meet that 50% uh, criteria. And that that's why they did not get that supplemental grant. At this point, because I said earlier on, Really, there's no more opportunity if you're applying today. I mean, it would really be a miracle. Okay. So I don't even know if at this point they remove the supplemental grant option from the application uh, because you have to get it in your bank account by December 31st to get it, period, for the supplemental grant. Okay. So I hope so. That is not an increase. You get an increase on the loan, there's no increases on the grants. 
you can't get grants twice is one application you get the grant you don't get it again unless you're applying for two completely separate businesses so some people don't know that if you have there's people we have multiple businesses and they're completely separate i'm not talking about 1099 workers and you working you have five contracts that's not five businesses and they clearly explain that in their f in the sba's faqs these are completely separate businesses with completely separate eins tax filings bank accounts etc if that is you then you can apply you can submit multiple applications an application for each eligible business so if you file one and you have another eligible business shoot your shot getting your get your application in Okay, thank you for everybody that's wishing me a happy holidays. Happy holidays to you too. Uh, someone else is asking, did the IRS tell you that the I, um, I don't, I don't know who the question is for. I'm not clear on your on your question, Naya. Uh, pre, please rephrase. Uh, someone else is saying they don't know how to move forward with their application. Uh, can they pay to get help? Yes, we offer consultation. I mean, we're down to the wire now. Uh, my link is in the show notes in the description. I'll drop it again in the comments. Uh, but book on my calendar because my it, my bookings they 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 book up really quickly. Uh, so if you need the help, get on my calendar. We also have explainer videos. Uh, that's good. That's enough for some, but for some people, they need that one-on-one -on -one assistance. Please come if you book a, a, a consult. First, there's a fee. Understand there's a fee. It's clear and upfront that there's a fee for my time, okay? Expertise to help you. Um, become ready with all your documentation. You need, to, you need to have information so that we can go through it so I can examine and see what is happening with your application, what, why you're uh, stuck or why you were denied. Be able to walk through that and see what we can pull from your information to help you get approved and submit a proper uh, appeal so that you can get that uh, your application approved and funded. Uh, there have been people didn't get approved until their third uh, their third appeal. Uh, so it just it, it depends on every um, every applicant is different and why they get denied and what you need to submit as far as appealing. Uh, someone else is just referencing low income area. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do after December 31st, uh, because with this new variant on the rise, uh, you know, we the businesses still need help. Uh, so they may bring on a new program. I, I'm not clear on what they're going to do yet because they're not clear on what they're going to do. But uh, be sure to, to be subscribed and hit that notification bell because I'm the first one to let you know uh, when there, anything new. Uh, as far as relief comes down the pipeline uh, from Congress and the, the president. Another question, I have been doing my business two years before the pandemic, but wasn't official and didn't know to schedule uh, to file a Schedule C. And can I still apply? Uh, here's the thing, you can always apply, but if you, you're, you're going to apply and you're going to get denied, okay? because you you have to they have to be able to verify that you are operating as a business and i've said this throughout the pandemic is that i found that so many businesses has not have not really been operating as a legitimate business as you think you are right uh you have to file business taxes i don't care if you made a penny 
you need to file business taxes, but you have people telling you, oh, you don't need to file taxes unless you make $20,000 or $50,000. That is inaccurate. You need to be filing business taxes, period. Uh, even if you made zero, you need to be filing your business taxes, okay? And the rules say if you have uh, made in, in generated revenue, exchange money, right, $600 annually, that's $600 in 12 full months, you need to file taxes, okay? Personal taxes are different than business taxes. Business taxes require special business forms, okay? And they went over that with the 45016. So if you don't have that, and all your tax, your taxes only reflect uh, W-2 income, then this is not for W, this is not for employees. This is for people that operate businesses, including gig workers, right? So if you're a gig worker, you need to be filing business taxes. That income needs to be properly reported on a business tax form that is appropriate. And so what I would recommend is that you seek out uh, really good tax professionals, accountants. If you need referrals, as always, feel free to shoot us an email at hello at shebosstalk.com. It's important to get your business in order, get it ready for more opportunities that are coming. Uh, that is so important. Okay. So I'm, I'm sorry if you didn't do it, but now is the time to start where you are and start, you know, getting those, filing your taxes appropriately. Okay. Thank you so much. If you need to book in a consult, uh, okay, so I just said that. You can find the link in the show notes and in the description. Uh, I need to know how to get SBA that uh, I did a reconsideration. I got denied for the second time. Uh, so the numbers are always on your determination letters on who to contact. What, what the They will always tell you what the next steps are. So first go back to that determination letter. In our show notes, you will, always, you will also find a complete list of numbers and emails. So know that there are different emails for loan and uh, versus uh, the grant, right? And if you're in reconsideration, there's a separate email uh, for the loan. And if you're in reevaluation for the grant, there's a separate email. If you are one that you are approved and funded, then there was a mis uh, error with your bank account. There's an email for that in which you would submit a request for an update and correction so that you can now get your funding. Okay. Uh, someone is saying I'm officially registered um, effective June of 2020. What can I do? Uh, apply for grants and other programs. We have several videos uh, on our YouTube channel and across our platforms uh, that you can view on grants and other programs. And you will see them uh, in our resources that are uh, in the description in the show notes and in the comments. Uh, but start now preparing your business. If you're new, you're just starting up, that's the best time to get your business in order so that you are all, you're ready to take advantage of these upcoming opportunities, right? So uh, maybe, you, you know, you definitely don't qualify for this program, but there's other programs that are coming on board. I mean, we talked about our grant program yesterday. Go check out that video as well. Uh, someone else needing a business consult. So again, use our booking link to book. I need to know, um, I saw that already, Merry Christmas, official. I, someone else is in the reconsideration process. 
any tips, Jamie, uh, on the reconsideration process? Yes, you need to know what is the reason for the denial. It's not going to help you if you submit a reconsideration and you don't follow the process. If you are not addressing the reason why you were denied, is either they you feel you believe they made an error and you need to prove it, or you there's something that you need to do. Like for instance, credit. If your credit score is not at the level it needs to be, it's not at a 570, and say it's at a 550, then you work to improve your credit, which you can do relatively quickly, improve your credit, and then submit a reconsideration. And with with evidence, right, that that shows that you have uh, improved your credit score and it is now at or above the required uh, credit uh, score, and then they will review that. And if they find that is accurate, they will approve you. That's that's basically how it works. But you need to know how what the process is for submitting an appeal and what you need to provide, right? So only speak to the reason for the denial and either why it's an error and the proof you have or you, or your mistake that you made that you have corrected it and now you're submitting it. Uh, this goes to also a lot of miscalculation of your losses. That is another big thing that a lot of you all don't know how to count. You haven't been keep calculating your sales. And so you don't know how to calculate when they're asking you to account for every single month of sales activity in your business from 2019 to 2021. So when you submit it, it's all wrong. You don't add, you they're not asking you to average take the average of what you made. They want to know exactly what you made every month. So if you don't do it right, your chances are high that they're you're going to get denied because it will not be accurate. And then they're going to look at that and compare it to your tax returns. Okay. And so I help people, right? And we have videos that help through this process that they were able to show and prove they did the took a spreadsheet and put provided the calculations uh and were able to show that they actually did have a decrease of 30%. You know, or the or the loan the loan person that was reviewing uh your chart could have made an error, could have overlooked something. And yours clearly showed that there was a 30% loss. Look, highlight that area, circle that area to prove that in that quarter there was a decrease, right? That's how that's how you do it. You have to you have to submit documentation to substantiate uh your uh, your rebuttals. Okay. Uh my business address is virtual. So I have I have a lot of inf uh Questions about virtual addresses and P.O. boxes. We, I do not recommend using P.O. boxes for business. That should not be your main address. A P.O. box should not be your main address. You're going to lock yourself out of not only this opportunity, but other opportunities as well. You need a physical address. Like it can be a virtual address. It cannot be a P.O. box, right? So it's either brick and mortar, it's your home address, or a virtual address, but it needs to be an address. Either th either one of those will work, but a PO box will not. Okay, so somebody asked that. I think they said that they had some issues, and you know they don't want to know people to know where their business is or where they live or whatever. You have those three options, right? Many people use co-working locations as their address, uh, or there's virtual offices. Google virtual office. Okay. 
Do not use a PO box as your main business address. You will be locked out of getting access to the idle uh, loans and grants. I'm a gig worker starting my own business, uh, and they said they do they couldn't find my business anywhere. All right, like so that you have to have started or been in operation of January 31st of 2020. If you were, then it, does your tax returns reflect the fact that you were a gig worker? Does it say that you're an independent contractor or Uber driver or a Grubhub driver, DoorDash driver, or whatever it is that you're doing as a gig worker? It needs to be clearly identified on business tax returns that that's what you are doing. If it's not, then you will, again, you would not qualify for this particular opportunity. Um, okay, so I hope that makes sense. If you haven't received the grant or the supplement by the 31st, will you lose the opportunity? Yes, you lose opportunity for the supplemental, not the targeted. Okay. The targeted is up to 10,000. So as long as you get your application in by the 31st of December, you still have a chance to get it in 2022. You do not have a chance to get the supplement. I was denied because of possession of felony. Ooh. Uh, yeah, they do. They do have. And if you go back to the FAQs, they do have certain requirements uh, on felonies. But I will go back to the FAQs to make sure um you know that you are within the the criteria for a denial okay so just check their faqs on their website at sba.gov forward slash eidl uh to make sure okay because they have timeline on it and i don't remember and and then some some felonies over others and the time limit on when your felony was that all of that matters okay no, you cannot reapply. If you reapply, you're going to hold up your application process. Uh, someone else just got denied again. Um, but the, the, what? Why are they denying you? Okay, so this this person was denied an increase. So you could be approved the loan and be denied the increase. Uh, but either way, they will tell you why you're denied. And if you don't agree, you have to you have to you have to appeal. And why isn't it that you don't agree? Is, is it their error? You know. So and, and again, every there's no one shoe fits all. Everybody's situation is different. Uh, what if I need to file my taxes? What what should I do? File your taxes. Uh, reach out, like I said, to a tax a professional. Please, if you if you are not a professional, you don't know what you're doing, you don't have education in that area, don't do your own taxes. I can't tell you how many people mess up their own taxes or and how many people uh, connect with these fly-by-night people that they don't know uh, and mess mess them all up, mess, mess them all up. They're, all their stuff is wrong, so now they have to come to a professional, pay more to now have your taxes amended and to be corrected. So if you ever find your, your taxes are incorrect, you need to uh, amend them to make sure that they are correct. Uh, did the rules change on business owners and child support? Not sure uh, which child support you're referring to, but if you're in default of child support, no, that has not changed. If that's your question, uh, that will always be an issue if you are not if you are not in compliance with child support. That will be an issue for funding across the board. Okay. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, they did also for nonprofit organizations. There, there was a question that came up about the 990s, and this question comes up uh, a lot for nonprofits that say, you know, their taxes them. They're not. They're not. They don't have to file taxes. But yes, the majority, the majority of nonprofits do need to file a 990. Just because you don't pay taxes, don't mean that you don't. You're not responsible for filings. Okay, you are. Uh, and there's only a few instances that they said that you may not be required. You need to go back to the FAQs to see if you fall under that. But to them, 99% of nonprofits need to have a 990. Okay, that was from the SBA. They said that during the uh, the webinar. Okay, I got my transcripts for 2019. Awesome, congratulations. Um, I have a rental. I want to consolidate my my rental properties. Uh, this is another thing that they addressed as well, is that those of you, people ask me all the time, okay, what can you spend the money on? We have videos on that. You cannot spend this money to expand your business. This is to take care of normal operating expenses, right? Normal operating expenses. So you can't go buy a new business or buying new real estate and with idle money, you can get a you can get another SBA loan, right, or other types of funding and do that. You cannot do that with any idle money. Okay, everything else, right? Normal operating expenses, and they have a list of what those are. You know, payroll, um, work, working capital, buying equipment, regular equipment, office outfit, any outfitting for uh, PPE related to COVID, they expanded uh, to allow that to be part of what you can spend money on, but expansion is not one of them. They addressed that in the in the webinar. Uh, there's a question about unverifiable information. Uh, yes, okay, they were denied uh, that I did not file my 2019, or IRS verified that I had not filed. I qualified for the grant. Why was I denied the grant? Because if, if the IRS verified that your, your taxes were not filed, you're going to be denied the grant and the loan. You have to have your 2019 taxes, okay? So, you know, the best thing I can tell you to do is get them filed and see if you can go through the reconsideration uh, process. But again, that means you're just filing or if you have to amend a tax return, it's going to cause delays but you still have a chance to get it. So shoot your shot, but you, you have to have the tax returns grant for grant and the loans. On my application, they said, no, however, I still got uh, $9,800, okay? Uh, yes, call them. If you have not called the SBA in a while, call them. Or ever, if you have not called and you've only emailed, call, pick up the phone and talk to a human being, okay? Um, can you apply for the loan as a sole proprietor uh, and an LLC at the same time? No. If you are a sole proprietor and like, say you're a contractor, you do contractor work as a sole proprietor and you're submitting that application. You have another business over here that's totally separate. That is a, a, a corporation. Then yes. Then, then, but they're two separate applications. They're not the one at the same time. Okay, so I hope that makes sense for you. Uh, why don't you renew the application that were denied? Uh, your record is only accurate because of people looking at the paperwork, a different opinion. 
not really clear on your um if they're denied the only only thing to do is appeal you have you actually have you have 60 you have 60 days to appeal your loan denials okay now if your forms now certain forms have expiration dates like that 4506t if you submitted sign submitted your 4506t and they have not processed your uh, application by the time the 120 days expire, you will have to submit a, a whole new 4506T. Okay. So I just answered the question about PO boxes. So I hope you got that answer. If not, do hit the replay. Uh, SBA does not accept the form because uh, she filled it out correctly. And is that so? Make sure you look at, I hope you saw the entire video and the tips that they gave on the form. You can I go get a form from anywhere else? It has to be the form that's already in your portal or one that was given to you by directly via email by the loan officer. Okay, so you can't just go Google form and go grab it. Make sure it's the one that they want and make sure it has everything that they asked for is clear. So if you, there's any cutoff edges and things like that, it will not be accepted. And then again, even if you put it in your portal, follow up with the officer ask them to verify that it is legible, that it is correct so that you can move forward or that will hold up the process. Uh, what if you have a paper transcript for your w W-2s have no, W-2s aren't even considered here. This is for businesses only. So if you, a bit, if you have a W-2, if you're a W-2 worker and you have a side gig, that's different. Then that side gig should be reflected on your taxes. They don't care about W-2s. The SBA does not care about W-2s. They help small business. Gig workers are considered small business. Okay, so let me see. Uh, I lost it all in 2020. Maybe I get in touch with uh, the bank in Michigan. Uh, there's so many options for uh, relief. Make sure that you are reaching out uh, to the, what we recommend, the organizations, associations, your local uh, community, all of these different relief programs that are available out there. I know it's still a struggle for a lot of businesses. We apply as for reconsideration, which is now saying under review since September is December. Uh, so if it's now under review, I would just check in. If you haven't checked in like a week or two, just ask for an update. Call someone and ask for an update. Uh, can I do this idle loan and get a regular SBA loan? Yes, if you qualify. If you meet the, you have to meet the criteria for any program. But yes, the SBA has other uh, programs besides COVID. This is specifically disaster relief before the pandemic, which is considered a disaster. Okay, they also have other idle programs uh, for other disasters. SB has my transcript since June, still no movement. What you, okay, again, to escalate, ask to speak to someone higher up, a manager. Uh, then from there, uh, reach out to your district and regional SBA office, and then also reach out to your state congresspersons to escalate. They can help you, right? Um, push it along. I mean, for email for an increase, but haven't heard back on increase. I don't know when you applied for or when you emailed for the increase. Was it yesterday? Was it last week? 
Um, if it if it was just a few days ago, that shouldn't be an issue. If it's been longer than the dates that I gave you, um, like I said, it could take it could take a few weeks for them to process an increase. I started nonprofit in 2020. Will I be denied? Yeah, because the date you have to have been in business as of January 31st of 2020 for for this particular program. I emailed my tax 2020 taxes in July, but never got a response from the IRS. Yet I had an EIN in 20 in 2017. But did you file taxes in 2017? If you had the business in 2017 and you just now filed 2020 taxes, that is not going to help you. You missed 2019 taxes, and it must reflect your business. Okay, so someone is saying the supplemental grant is still an option on the application. Awesome. So that means, I mean, you could, you could, it could be a miracle and you could get it if it's still an option. Uh, but that means you're relying on them to process it within a week. And that is rare. Like when I did it, uh, it happened, but I haven't seen it happen like that in months and months. I need help getting funds. We have options available in the show notes. So feel free to email us at hello at shebosstalk.com. We do assist with other types of funding including other SBA funding, uh, loans, all, we, all types of funding, grants. We help, we help with it all. So if no button to increase, we're already at, yes, you're probably at your max, but call the double check. And you could do that. You could do the calculation yourself. I gave the calculation earlier. Do the calculation. If you're at your max, you're at your max. I made only 5,000 in my business in 2019. Okay. Okay. So you, whether that was all you made or not, what did you make in 2020? Was it more than what you made in 2020 or did you make more in 2020? That that's the question. That's what the calculations are based on. So even if you got 5,000, you can still get a $10,000 grant. If, if, if you can show and prove that you had a 30% decrease. Okay. All right, so we are at an hour. You have a lot of questions. I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure I get all of your questions on here. I was able to receive the grant, but got denied the loan. It happens. And even if you denied the loan, appeal and see if you can get it. Uh, please check out for startup. Just check check out our startup playlist. We have tons of grant videos. Go to those videos, go to our resources. We have grant resources, masterclasses, cheat sheets, and a tracker for grants. Uh, I applied for item three months ago and had delivered um, my 2019 returns last week. Will that be okay? Uh, I don't know if that'll be okay. You delivered them, did they stamp them? Did they stamp them? That the, they, the IRS, and call and ask if that, that will be acceptable, okay? Cause it's going to, if you just filed your 2019, it's going to be a wait. Okay. Uh, how do you improve your credit score immediately? <laughs> ah, it's not enough time to, uh, bet th there's, there's different things that you can do like, uh, pay on time, uh, look at your utilization. Uh, it just depends on what your credit is and how quickly you can get it up. There's different things that you can do. I also have referrals for credit specialists if you need that. Okay, but this is not a credit video. Okay, so all these other questions, it's an hour and I know it's Christmas Eve. I know you all guys are have big plans. So let me know in the comments what your plans are uh, for Christmas. I hope you all are uh, gonna have a joyous Christmas. I hope you stay safe. 
um you know do do what feels best for you for the holidays uh but do enjoy it uh be safe uh do get your grant and loan applications in before the deadline that's why i'm on here because this is a sense of urgency because there's a hundred billion dollars that i don't want you guys to miss out on uh because there's so many businesses that continue to miss out on these programs simply because they don't know that they exist uh because and no one's telling them about it or they're struggling through the process okay it's too complicated for them and they feel uh defeated so that's why i'm here providing these explainer videos to help you all along uh with the process so that you can get the financial lifeline for your business so thank you so much as always continue to be the boss with amplify impact stay in good, uh, good health stay safe happy holidays talk to you next week